First, a disclaimer. If this sermon was a movie, it would be rated PG for language. But in the church, PG means priestly guidance. (laughs) So I'm going with that. It's been said that preachers should preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. But there's a better version of that. Preachers should preach with the Bible in one hand and a New Yorker cartoon in the other. (laughs) My all-time favorite New Yorker cartoon shows St. Peter in front of the pearly gates, sitting behind a giant desk and holding the book of the names of the dead that shows who he unlocks the keys, the gate of heaven for, and who goes to hell. And there is a line of people waiting next to an attending angel. And the person next in line is wearing a t-shirt that says, shit happens. (laughs) And he is saying to the attending angel, I'd like to go back and change my shirt. In this passage, Jesus is addressing this fundamental question of life about why do bad things happen. And in particular, he's addressing these people who are talking with him, talking about the the Galileans who were killed by Pilate during their sacrifices in the temple. And he uses the example of the people who died when the tower at Siloam fell. And he's challenging their notion that bad things happen because those people were sinners. That if something bad happens to you, you are being punished for your sins by God. Jesus is making a pretty dramatic statement here, a a huge statement really, which the church has not done a great job of following. The church has a long, shameful history that continues in parts of Christianity of this notion that something bad is punishment by God like AIDS, that AIDS was punishment. God is punishing us. Jesus is challenging and rejecting that notion and even saying to the people that are talking to him that if you think your own righteousness is going to save you from bad things happening to you, that itself is a form of sin. You too will perish if you think your self-righteousness is going to save you from bad things happening to you. When things that we cannot control happen, things that seem bad to us, when we can't control them and they still happen, our tendency is to assign blame. What caused that to happen? Who's responsible for that happening? Some of you may have heard of Brene Brown. She happens to be an Episcopalian, and she's a a researcher and storyteller 
And a lot of her work focuses on issues of vulnerability and shame, and she's given some famous TED Talks. In one of them, she said, blame is simply the discharging of pain and discomfort. We blame when we are uncomfortable and experiencing pain. We blame when we're vulnerable, angry, hurt, in shame, or grieving. She goes on to say, there is nothing productive about blame. In other words, blame does not bear fruit. And in the gospel, Jesus is presenting a vision of God beyond blame, beyond the blame game. When we hear parables like the one we heard today and similar parables, I think we tend to think that God is the vineyard owner in the parable. In this parable, God is the gardener, not the vineyard owner. God is the gardener. And in a way, we are the vineyard owners. Where we see a barren fig tree, God the gardener sees possibility. God is always ready to give us another chance. And that's what repentance is. It means to turn around, to try again. God is always willing to let us try again. So Jesus is inviting us to move from being the vineyard owner to being the gardener and try and see blame from that perspective. Jesus is asking us to think, who do you want to cut down because of your misplaced blame? As a gardener, who in your life needs some fertilizer? Who in your life needs another chance? I think this parable is incomplete if we also don't see ourselves as the fig tree. Sometimes bad things, things we cannot control, happen to us. How often have you heard the question, why do bad things happen to good people? It seems so wrong. Why do bad things happen to good people? There's an entire branch of theology addressing that question and the question of evil. And when we think about why do bad things happen to good people, which is kind of a, a spin on the whole blame thing, we need to remember Jesus' words. Jesus said, no one is good but God. God never promised that shit wouldn't happen to us. But God can make manure out of anything. 
This is called grace. It is grace, not righteousness, that saves us. St. Augustine said that the manure in the parable stands for humility. Now keep in mind, this is the guy who said, Lord, keep me chaste, but not yet. (laughs) In Micah, we hear the words, What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God? This season of Lent is an invitation for us to be gardeners to ourselves, to tend to our own roots, to turn our own shit into manure. I think this is what John the Baptist means when he says, bear fruit worthy of repentance. It is hard to help others flourish if we ourselves are barren. We have to try and see in ourselves that same potential that God sees in each of us. We are very good at judging ourselves, at thinking that we're just a fig tree wasting up soil wasting space, and we're good at judging others. But God doesn't judge that way. God does not judge us the way we judge ourselves. St. Irenaeus taught that the glory of God is a human being fully alive. Fully alive in the face of all we cannot control and all that God does not control. Through the droughts and floods of life, God's only desire is for us to bear abundant fruit. I think back to that New Yorker cartoon. And I think if the message of this gospel passage was the next scene in that cartoon, St. Peter would be setting aside the book of the dead to reveal that he was wearing a t-shirt that said, Grace Happens.